Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Well, we're here, everybody. Hello. This is a little, little gay announcement. Poodle and I, you would think that if we were doing the show in the morning that we're both hungover. We're both like sipping coffee. Coffee. I don't know why. It's just the mornings are harder for me lately. It's just I got to get going. I feel like we should, this would be a good time to use our NPR voices oh, where everyone just talks oh. really close to the microphone. We're going to talk about um, a beautiful chicken shawarma that I had last night. <laughs> had some beautiful herbs. I have discovered the best Indian vegetarian <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> they do pause weird. Over in... Uh, Mission Heights. <laughs> that's that's true. Have you realized too on NPR? Have you ever seen that one? It was like a BuzzFeed listicle where NPR people's names versus what we think they look like versus what they actually look like. Oh yes, because, it's amazing because it is a requirement on that network or on that station to have the most just elaborate name. Anyway, and it's just always you hear there. I remember thinking, who was it? Uh, I remember thinking um, uh, Terry Gross. I never thought Terry Gross looked that way. Like, Terry Gross is a very thin, yeah, like older woman, kind of quite bird-like. She has probably the most normal name, but they don't ever be like, "This is NPR," and you're listening. This is Brad. No, it's there's no there's no there's very few Johns. Like, there's a lot of Lulu Garcia. Oh, what is her name? Lulu Garcia. Someone screaming in their car right now. Um, Corva Coldman. Corva. There's no. There's not a Stephanie or a Jennifer at NPR. Nope. No. Nope. They don't there's let them just, in. Uh, um, what? I can't remember the names now. Uh, Steve Inskeep. There's a Steve. That's true. There is a Steve. Anyway, let's anyway. get to the uh, let's get to the uh, announcements at hand, y'all. This is you're about to hear an episode that we just recorded with Aaron Martin of Pink Shade and Mary Beth pa- Mary Beth Payne. Mary, Mary, sorry, I said Mary, Mary Beth. Beth. Mary Payne. Mary Payne. Mary Payne. Mary Payne Gilbert. Mary Payne Gilbert. We have to say her name that way from Pain in the Pod. We had such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time with them. It was like old home week. Y'all know yeah. what old home week is at your church when everybody comes back? Our homecoming, that's what they'll call it too. Yeah. You you left because you had a disagreement with the preacher. <laughs> yeah. But you put bygones to be bygones and everyone but, comes back and eats macaroni salad. I was gonna I was literally about to say because you know Miss Letty makes that best macaroni salad that you mm-hmm. wanna fucking eat. 
and you go That's back. That's why you go back for homecoming. That's why you go back. So, y'all. Bygones be bygones. Bygones be gaga. This episode, we're talking about Tiger Queens. We're also talking about 90 Day Fiance. We're also talking about 90 Day Fiance. What now? That's coming up. So, we hope you enjoy it. We just wanted to go ahead and let you know that, y'all, because of the corona, things are a little bit uh, in, in flux right now. That. It's frantic. It's frantic. So you're listening to this on the regular podcast. Just for our Gaytreon members, we want to let you know that as of Friday night, it will be two weeks of quarantine for Poodle and myself, and we will finally actually be able to be in the same we'll room. We'll reunite again. Uh, no. On, well, we're still going to... Yeah, Saturday morning, and we're still standing six feet apart. Poodle usually does that with me anyway. <laughs> I wish that you could be actually outside my apartment, <laughs> but I'll, I will deal with you being at least six feet near me. He wants, I won't like it. He wants through an empty, uh, an empty washed-out can of uh, uh, plum tomatoes with a string attached to it and just yell, Talk to me! <laughs> and I said, this doesn't work. The, the little, the littlest human contact, the better. Um, anyway, so we're going to be the Patreon episode is going to be probably two days late. It's our first late Patreon because of coronavirus. However, we have a surprise in place of that, where our normal by curious episode would drop on Friday of this week. God, this is complicated. We will drop that one day early. And remember, everything this uh, – till April 15th, everything in the Patreon is $5. Yes, uh, everything on our in our Gaytreon. It's more than a Patreon. It's our Gaytreon. Um, so everything will be $5. And so that'll – hopefully that will go up on Saturday night. Y'all, we tried doing the watch-along like with the – it just doesn't work. So we got to be together. It did not work. Technology needs to catch up, y'all. It's true. Patrick won't be with us because he's quarantined, so we'll just have to soldier on and do it ourselves. Yeah, some of you have really been talking about how Patrick's your favorite part of the watch-long. Not helpful language. (laughs) I I just wanted to say that. Not helpful. I've seen his ass, so not not bare ass, but I get it, ladies. I get it. So we are going to be recovering. We're going to be recovering. We're going to be covering a Netflix show uh, for our bi curious episode that's going to drop on Friday, and it's another dating well, show. Tell them, Poodle. Why can't you ever hype this up? Well, I'm saying it's just, another dating show. Tell them, Poodle. No, you just kind of like lip dick it in. No, I'm just saying it's exciting. <laughs> anyway, anyway, y'all, and you know what? Uh, the good lip dick it in never works. They never. have to try three or four times. A mm, uh, little bit lower. Up, up, up. You know it's not going to work Stevie, out. Have you been drinking? Anyway. It's like eggplant uh, parmesan. It's not as good as chicken parmesan, <laughs> but you're going to eat it anyway. You know, Capri's had a, or I grew up, Capri's had a really good eggplant parmesan. It was breaded and fried within an inch of its life. Okay. And it was the only vegetable those people ate. True. Anyway, y'all, drum roll, please. Finish your coffee and give me a fucking drum roll. <laughs> I don't like that drum roll. Um, we're doing Netflix show, y'all. And it's called Dating Around, um, which is also kind of my strategy. <laughs> it's true. Dating Around, y'all. It's a terrible title. So anyway, it's called Dating Around. There's like five, I'm going to say five episodes. We are going to be covering episode three and episode four. Episode three is a gay, I think he identifies as gay, or at least, or queer man he, named Lex. He's queer. I'm telling you, he's, he's not. Insufferable. He's insufferable. 
Um, and he's going to date five insufferable men and go on one second date with another with an insufferable fucker. I'm a little, I'm a little more hopeful about this show than Poodle, <laughs> but um, so we're going to keep it real. So each episode is just thir- like 26 minutes, y'all. Super easy. So we're going to be doing episode three with Lex and then episode four with Leonard, who is a senior man dating those older women. Now, if you thought that because um, women were a little older and Leonard's uh, a widower, actually, that the women might be a little on the crazier side, you'd be right. <laughs> oh, when I, I'm pretty sure Eileen is wearing a either a lot of extensions or wigs. And when she sits down and says to the waiter, I'd like a, a double martini straight up. And I went, oh, this is going to be a date. Well, that's a drinker's drink. Um, also, I, I feel like Eileen not just has a wig. I believe it's a wig made of other wigs. Yes. You know, when you, when you, when you like, you collect one, three wigs and make one wig. It almost, yes, looks like when, was it Alexis who did the wig reveal on RuPaul's Drag Race? Those were the good old days. Those were the good, it was like her first wig before she did the reveal to the second Mm -hmm. wig. Anyway, y'all, clearly- Six minutes each. And clearly we're going to have a lot to talk about that. So you can watch that on your Netflix. Again, that's uh, Dating, Dating Around. Around, episodes three and four. And so that's going to drop on Friday. Our Bi Curious episode. Uh, that's our Bi Curious Thursday. episode. Our Thursday. Oh. <laughs> so that's going to drop on Thursday. And then our Patreon is going to go up on Saturday night. Bi Curious will drop Thursday when our when uh, when it, our normal Patreon does. And the Patreon will go up on Saturday night. They don't fucking care. They just have their apps open. And then we're already planning our bonus episode for next Friday as well. So we're still... Y'all, it's a good one. Let's just say it's an MTV show with with hot people pouring beer on them. And that's all we're going to say. No, that's the Vicarious next time. Oh, that's what... What are we doing Here's next year? It. I don't I remember. The... Oh, I forgot. Such an idiot. I can't do this. I have to go teach. Please. <laughs> All right. You're, you're making me angry this morning. And you know mornings are not a good time for me. They're I, not. I, I anger very easily. All right, y'all. So we're going to hope we're going to go, but we hope you enjoy this crossover episode. You are with- trifling. That's exactly what you are. <laughs> I'm over it. We hope you enjoy this episode with the, with the ladies from uh, Pink Shade and Pain in the Pod. Bye, y'all. Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. Do-do-do-do. Exciting and new. Go online. Mmm. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Beyonce. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 Day Beyonce. Marrying someone you only met on your phone. Be they French or Chinese, a brand new K1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, poodle? To love. It's 90 Day Gate. Let's fly. 
I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll okay. stop. Okay. No, we'll start because we are recording, everybody. Welcome to yes. a very special episode of 90 Day Gaze, y'all. This is a group thing. Okay. <laughs> when you in, in in gay pornography, this is referred to as a group scene. I'm glad you made it disgusting, <laughs> Poodle. I did. Tell everybody right away. Tell everybody what we're doing today. Introduce our ladies, well, our real this ladies. Is a, this is a crossover between Pink Shades, Aaron Martin. Hello, Aaron. Hello. I'm so excited to be in a foursome with you. <laughs> yes. And then we also have the lovely Mary Payne. Mary Payne, remind me of your last name one more time. Gilbert. Gilbert. Mary Payne Gilbert yes. uh, of Payne in the Pod podcast. Yes. Welcome, Mary Payne. Hey, this is like a, uh, what do we call it? A, a group grope. Ooh. <laughs> right? Is, is, it that, is, that the, is that what the kids say? Group the grope? reach around. Yeah. Ooh, a reach around. I don't know. You don't. You have children. We don't know. Poodle and I, like Poodle <laughs> once tried to get on Reddit, and they immediately said, who are you? Are you old? And he went, ah, and slammed the computer shut and ran out of the room. <laughs> I was, someone said, how old are you? Because I was like asking things, and, and I didn't know some kind of lingo, and someone was like, how old are you? And I was like, ah! That is Poodle's worst fear to be called old, old or fat. That's his. That is the worst thing you can say to him. Poodle's like, "What's a Mimi? What's a Mimi? What's a gift? What's the LOL? What's that? Lots of love. Lots of love." I had to look up um, what LMAO was back when people were starting to use that. Like, I did a Google search for it. And I, and it was like, I know like a thousand other people over 70 were doing the same thing. So <laughs> oh, totally. I mean, I look you, up stuff all the time. You can tell everything about a person by their Google searches. Mine is like all about immigrants and cults. And so my ads <laughs> are like so fucked up because I'm constantly <laughs> researching 90 day or cult shit. My uh, uh, Google searches today will read, do kangaroos punch with their fists? Because I said that on Erin's podcast this week, and she said they don't. Turns out kangaroos will punch you with their fists, but generally what they like to do is balance on their tail and kick you with their feet. But they will punch you with their fist, Erin. They will. Uh. I have boots on the ground reporting from Kirsty Moore of Reality TV and me. And she left me a voice memo last night over Messenger. And she goes, I just want to tell you, straight from Melbourne, here's the deal. They do not punch people. On the rare occasion they punch someone, there, is, there will be a YouTube video of it. But they do kick the shit out of people. So you're right. right. They balance on their tail. You and don't want to mess with one. How about that? Yeah. I was, you mean how I was very Erica, worried for Erica. Erica and Stephanie were just like dancing around the, the, the kangaroos. I don't. I feel like that might have been like a Joe Exotic kind of zoo, though. Like maybe those yeah. kangaroos were underfed and like sort of drugged out because they were not. They were kind of listless for kangaroos. They weren't Tan- doing kangaroo, a lot of kangaroo, 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 kangaroo. <laughs> You're gonna see some Australian outback guy with three teeth emerge from the woods, and it's like the crossover we all need. That is, exa- <laughs> we find out that he's like Steve Irwin's like third, third cousin, <laughs> Stanley. Oh. He just didn't make the cut. Stanley, Stanley. <laughs> Stanley, I mean, and he talks like Crocodile Dundee. Um, 
Um, so obviously, anyway. y'all, we've been, I just pressed record because we've all been we've all been kikiing. So we're going to talk today on the episode. We're going to talk about Tiger Queens because they both watch Tiger Queens. But we are at the end of the episode. Tiger we, King. That we're oh, the queens. We're queens. Sorry. <laughs> we're going to talk about Tiger King, the hit net show on Netflix. But we are going to also be talking about at the end of this episode a little bit of uh, predictions for uh, 90 Day Fiance, as Poodle likes to say. What's now? Or what now? <laughs> what now? What's now? What's now? They you have to really say it like that, but failed that's, in the names. It has a question mark in it, so it's like, what now? <laughs> I don't, yeah, what now? What now? Yeah, it should, it should just be like WTF. What? Every yeah. title should contain WTF of every iteration of 90 Day Fiance. Yes. And but before, then Jake has to look up what that means. Yes. And <laughs> he does have to look up what that means. <laughs> Googling now. Uh, I want to real quick, because I'll forget if I do this at the end. Real quick, uh, y'all just give us a little brief. Of, for anybody who hasn't listened to uh, Pink Shade or Pain of the Pod, if y'all each should just give a little descriptor of what people are fucking missing. What, does she, what you do. Well, they are missing. They are missing Mary Payne and I. This is Aaron speaking right now. And they're missing us argue about who's hot and who's not on 90 Day Fiance. We uh-huh. recap 90 Day every week as part of the regular Pink Shade podcast, which is mine. I also cover Housewives on there. I do sometimes a little true crime and then Married at First Sight, Temptation Island, just whatever the hell comes up. And then on Patreon, we have a Hey Bunky Patreon where we recap... Oh, my God. Just whatever shit show of the moment we're interested in. We try to do a variety. So right now, I think we have Vanderpump Rules on the docket. I mean, we've done everything from Smothered to... What are some of the stupid... Plathville. Oh, we did one episode of that. Is that like the Smothers Uh, Brothers trying to find love? (laughs) Smothers. You know how TLC produces, or they just like kind of throw shows on for six weeks, and they're like, here's a show, and it never comes back. It never has a season two. This was one of those shows. It was where daughters and mothers had inappropriately close relationships, dressed like each other, and ruined each other's lives, and we were living (laughs) for it. Yeah, I'm still living for it. Living. also, we covered um, uh, the nail salon one. What was that one? Claws. Unpolished. Oh, or no, Unpolished. Unpolished. Yes. I think we're going to do Dragnificent, which is premiering on TLC the 26th, which is a team of drag queens coming in to make over frumpy straight women. Yes, we're, d- we're down. <laughs> we're down. We're down for that to happen. Mary's to literally us. just pointing they to herself They used to call that <laughs> Drag Me Down the Aisle, and then they got married. Uh, but this is their one where now they don't have to get married. I think they this is a good revamp. Oh, okay. It's a good revamp. It I is. Think. It's a revamp. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's similar to that. I don't know. So we just cover a whole bunch of stuff. Mary Payne and I uh, have teamed up now for about a year. We did a 90-day fiancé where we met on the internet, you guys. And we kind of dated for a while, you know, in the chat rooms, as the old people say. <laughs> and then we, what, when did we first meet in person? We flew to LA. May. We did May. Pink Shade meetup out there last year around this time. And it was yeah. hilarious because it was like a fucking 90 day fiance situation. I told my husband, like, I'm going to meet my friend from the internet. And he's like, don't get murdered. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> we did. We met up at LAX like, hey, what's up? Let's go to our uh, Airbnb. You go to your room. We we quickly discovered we make great, uh, yeah, great roommates. We like to have our own space. We, nobody's trying to like share a bucket bath. We were just <laughs> we, we did very well. We did very well as roommates. So then we decided to start Hey Bunky after that. Yeah, yeah. And Mary Payne, you've got your Pain, Pain in the, the Pod. Pod. Yeah. 
So Pain in the Pod is a podcast um, that's now been out almost, well, yeah, a year and a half, and I talk about podcasts. So speaking of Tiger King, I last year talked to Robert Moore, who did the podcast Over My Dead Body, Joe Exotic. So a podcast comes along, and uh, one of two things happen. I just like it, and then I reach out to the podcaster, and we talk about it. Or uh, sometimes they reach out to me, which is sort of a a nice... (laughs) turn of events and uh then we talk about the podcast and also this week like on page on my patreon i had aaron come on and we talked about the netflix special love me which is the precursor to um so i do stuff like that too yeah it's really good so you know it's it's i am a podcaster talking to podcasts like you really honestly there's not many podcasts you could name where i haven't talked to the podcaster it's uh it's great for them and it's great for me because i get the whole scoop on the podcast and then they get to you know promote it so it works out that's wonderful you're just like a natural like you're a natural interviewer oh that's so nice that's a you're just no i can see way of saying you're nosy as fuck like me we need to know bitch Uh, no. yeah. yeah, I like the story. I like to get in there. I like to yeah. get the story. Like, don't give me a little piece of information. Let's just go ahead and get it all out. Yeah. yeah. Well, so let's talk about, we're going to talk about Tiger King now. And y'all, on our show, we have these kind of moments that we call, that was some shit. And so. No, that's some shit. Or, that's Why can't we stay shit. on brand for one fucking on, minute? We can't stay on brand for one minute. Um, <laughs> that's no, some shit. Our den mother in our Facebook group, Jackie Weissman, is just listening to the car going, fuck. Um, she, she tries so hard. Anyway, so, okay. So, that's some shit. What were some moments of Tiger King, which, Mary, maybe you, I haven't listened to the Joe Exotic podcast, so maybe there's some shit that we didn't see that you know about. What's kind of like, what were standing out for y'all in this show? I mean, where do you start? I mean, <laughs> seriously, where do you want us to start? Because, I mean, every single character has got some shit. Right? Yeah, and did you I, feel I would like yes. to start with um, Aaron, yeah, getting your arm ripped off and going back to work <gasps> a fucking week later. Oh, that Sap? Is- Sof? What's her name? Sap. Sap. Yeah. And it's, it's his. He goes by his now because he's trans. So he goes by. Yeah. Well, that's so news. We, that's we had to change news. ours. Yeah. You had to change ours. Uh, In any case, an arm was literally torn off. It was like, do you want surgery or do you want to just chop it off? She's like, he, just go ahead and take it. Then goes back to work within a week and is doing interviews. Like, yeah, it's all good. We good. I'm like, this is insanity. Insanity. That's just war. I know. Where where the amputation was just the norm, you could get it reconstructed. It's like, take it off. Take it off. Take it off. I am busy. I have got tigers to feed. I have got to go. I got to get back there. They really need me. You know what? Let me, in the podcast, they do not talk about. Doc and his harem of women is not discussed at all. So for really? me watching it, that was brand new information. And it made me think a lot about uh, my friend Aaron here who covers cults and, you know, spoiler alert, was born in a cult. And I, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe Doc. I couldn't believe those women. I was like, what sex appeal does this soul patch ponytail guy have? Cult <laughs> leaders don't need sex appeal. They just need exotic animals. I mean... He is the perfect cult leader. I actually felt bad for Joe because Joe was just not a successful cult leader. Like he needed, <laughs> I could have coached him. That is 100% you accurate. Know? Yeah. That is, that is so true. He's like, he was like a cult, cult leader in training. He was trying oh. so hard 
And Doc mm-hmm. Antle had it all out there. He had like pseudo religion. He yep. had exotic animals. He had women who felt bad about themselves. Yep. Uh, all he of had it. the outfits. He had the four surgeries. He had people living in little harems. I mean, he just had it all together. Yeah, he had the whole like I went to an ashram in Virginia or some shit, and therefore now I call myself Doc, it, whatever yeah. name. It was um he he was amazing at being a cult leader. Therefore, he was successful. And, and Joe was just like young hot son. I think Doc's using. I know that Doc is using his young son, who is cute. He's, he's all shirtless in his Instagram, and he has like a million followers because he's just cute ah. and shirtless with animals. Like two, like he, they call himself the real-life Tarzan. But I'm like, I bet ah. he uses his son to fuck his other wives because they don't want to mess with him because he's old and fat. I'm just saying. Uh, gonna, I bet there's some whoa. shit there. Oh, there's so much shit there. I really want a spinoff of just that situation. Yes. I would love to see way more of what is going on there because the human element of what's happening in this documentary obviously supersedes even what's happening with the animals. hundred percent. It's kind of sad though, because it's like so dark and tragic, you know, what's going on with these animals. And if you can get past that and then watch this for the human shit show, that's really what the story is. I totally agree with you. And it's why one of the reasons that I liked the documentary, but I thought they really missed the mark on that because the human story was, and I think that, I think the filmmaker started out trying to make it about the animals but the stories yeah. are just so ridiculous that you just were keep keep kept being drawn into all of the intrigue, and the animals just got left over. I want to yeah. ask you guys, what is your thought on the two extremely straight husbands that married <laughs> Joe? Like, what's that about? Like, <sighs> I mean, they say oh, one they of them say was on the Jenny they... McCarthy show today. They got to talk to the guy with only three teeth. No, he got, oh, yeah, he John has, he got, a, he has he got now. a teeth now. He's got he's quite attractive all of his teeth. teeth. It's a whole set of chompers now. Um and he was um here here's as someone who has seduced several straight men in my time. Here is well <laughs> I can't really tell you exactly how it's done. But um <laughs> no, it's it's it was all a power thing. He found them, and I actually listened to uh, Joe Exotic, Tiger King, on the um, on the Wondery thing. I listened to the interview with John Finlay, Me too. where he said he's where, and because the uh, Moore, I believe, was saying, "How did he? How? How? Like he couldn't he couldn't understand. He's like, well, kind of started off as a blowjob when he gave it to me in the trailer, uh, <laughs> and 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 he's like, and he's like, and then it escalates. Like, not really." kept on doing that for a couple months and then i just found it home in a zoo so he basically groomed both of them he Mm -hmm. found them when they had nothing and gave them a family so it really wasn't about this is it's it's so interesting because it's not about sexuality at all they will they'll do anything because he makes them feel special enough and then he cuts off all of their contact with the outside world he moved travis's mother there so you create this kind of cult that, as you said, just wasn't very efficient, like Doc Antles was. <laughs> just yeah, get it together. Just couldn't really, yeah. really get it together. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. He he did groom them, and they were essentially children. And then, yeah, close yeah. off communication with the outside world, open up the floodgates to drugs and addiction, and that's the perfect recipe to make whoever do whatever you want and be dependent I was about on to say, you. Yeah, don't forget, don't don't forget the meth. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't forget the meth. <laughs> well, we the can't. Meth not with that meth mouth. Can't forget not with the that meth. meth mouth, man. I was talking to somebody about it, and I said, you need to stop thinking of it as these men were in love with him. And even though they were 18, 19, you need to start thinking about this. This is sexual abuse, and he's a sexual predator. And when yeah. I said that, they went, oh. Because then we see, because again... A lot of uh, abuse is not about, like Poodle said, it's not about sexuality at all. So for me, it re- makes complete sense because he, I mean, it was just, it was, it's why we kind of go back and forth and maybe y'all can answer this too. Like, do you feel like, well, first of all, two, this is a two-part question. A, do you think uh, Joe was framed? And B... Even if he was framed or not, do you think he deserves to be in jail and kind of getting the karmic retribution? What do y'all think about that? Uh, yes to both. Yes, he was probably framed. And uh, yes, he deserves to be in jail. But I think Jeff Lowe also deserves to be in jail. Oh, 100%. Hate, he is so yeah. gross. He's the grossest yeah. guy of them all. Vile he's person. a he's a Brett Michaels wannabe with that headband, <laughs> fake hair, and that he's like doing some gray. real nasty shit yeah. behind closed doors too. Yes. You know he is like mm-hmm. I pe- gross role play sex shit. I think yeah. he's trafficking too for <laughs> yes. Sure. He just he has trafficking. He's like the whiff of trafficking all around him. <laughs> he smells he like his, human I, trafficking. He and his wife were on uh, David Spade's show because David Spade is kind of doing a at home show now. Uh, somebody told me that that David Spade had several people on, and since Aaron and I are going to start talking about it this he had week, John I was like, Finley oh. too. He had John too, yeah. Okay, that's what yeah. I want to. Wa- I want to watch it so I can be prepared. So I can so I could really be prepared for my uh, journalism. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he had him on. I was like, you're not giving these people any more attention. Oh my god, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. If you listen to the podcast, which I'm just now doing, I didn't listen to it when it was out, even though. <laughs> don't tell Mary Payne that. <laughs> even even after you interviewed him, because it just was like, I was like, oh, what, a zookeeper, whatever. But now I'm listening to the podcast after watching the Netflix series, and it is interesting how the Netflix series, I don't want to say glorified Joe Exotic, but they definitely didn't get into the dark stuff about his mistreatment of animals and kind of the right. seedier stuff he was doing. It, it's it's more it's laid more bare on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. I heard when Robert Moore was on Andy Cohen, that's what he said. He said... You know, the Netflix series sort of makes it out like he's a good guy. He's not a good guy. He's not. You know, he's, yeah. yeah, he's not a he's not a fun uh, country singing character. He doesn't even, and, and, and Robert Moore was like, I can't believe that the Netflix show didn't even like specifically say, obviously, he's not singing these songs. People were like, well, he has a great singing voice. <laughs> come on. He talks like a cartoon character. He doesn't then come out with his voice. I yeah, mean, he's like. I, they made him a rock, people. And the, <laughs> the thing about it is that completely bowled me over the meta of him listening, driving around listening to him, his songs, and it's not him singing it. And then when he performed one of his songs at Travis's funeral, and he didn't really sing it, he lip synced it quietly and i'm just like i was aghast i mean he really knows how to stay on brand better than we do poodle i agree (laughs) and a tiger saw a man and a tiger saw (laughs) one of my favorite country bands midland recorded that song 
I don't know if you know the country band Midland. They did a oh, cover of. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. I saw a tiger it's, and a tiger saw a man. And they sound so <laughs> good doing it. Um, but I mean, isn't that who did it? Like, if, if you buy, so if you go to his shop and buy it. It's not him. It's not Midland that's doing it. It's somebody no, else. It's two, it's two uh, musicians. I never forget their names. They can probably sue me for this for just saying them. Like, oh, what are their names again? It's and they're like, like on the oh. edge. They're living on the edge or edge of town yeah, or edge of glory or edging. That, that, I don't know. That's that's nothing like what it is. I don't like know. Millie, <laughs> yes. Millie Vanilli. Yeah. That's the, um, yeah. But. It's just two guys uh, from Washington State who either Joe found on the internet, and uh, I believe Joe probably did write the songs. Um, uh, I think Joe does have a songwriting credit. I still stand by the fact that, hey, here, Kitty Kitty is a fantastic tune. That video. <laughs> with great lyrics. It's a good Insanely song. good. You know, the video of, of like the oh. dressed up Carol Baskin. I'm like, how'd you find a body double like that? Is that Carol Baskin? <laughs> also, how hilarious is it? Even though the Netflix documentary is making everyone obsessed with him. The fact that this was really supposed to be like Carol Baskin's moment to shine and show all these people for being assholes. And now the whole world base hates her and thinks she killed her husband. <laughs> Yeah. She did kill her husband. She did kill, she her, did husband. kill her husband. She Carol killed her husband. Everyone knows Y'all, the yeah. opinions of Naughty Day Gays and Pink Shade <laughs> and Pain for Pod are uh, up to uh, interpretation and not uh, factual in any case at all. Just want to say I'm that. I said allegedly. Didn't you hear me? I said allegedly. Uh, allegedly. You. You know, there her is... current husband, time's ticking on him, too. Oh, I, yeah. I said it here. I'll own that. I'll, I'll, he I'll is like the saddest little creature he's just kind of goes behind her okay whatever you say do to do to do i mean he's beautiful tiger cage one of these days mark my words accidentally yeah he's like mr mackie from south park okay okay he is with the big ears (laughs) he really is he's mr mackie it is odd how there is i didn't realize it i mean i kind of did but yeah there you know, I am from Oklahoma, like 30 minutes from where this park is. That's where I live. So I have a bunch of friends and family that, that even the other friends are like, they said, why would I watch Joe Exotic? Like, I know those people. They're in my fucking family. But he is like, he is seen as this lovable, like, oh, Joe. And nobody sees kind of this, this, this sickness and kind of darkness within him. So... It'll be, you know, with like Cardi B wanting to free him and all this shit. Like, it's oh like, no, oh yeah, oh, no. oh yeah, she's in oh, a full no. campaign. Coronavirus, coronavirus. <laughs> that that I watched that clip like twelve times. I'm just Same. saying he's gonna get out of jail probably early on an appeal, and he'll probably. Bless his heart. The last thing Joe Exotic needs is fame. That's the worst thing for him. That's all he's ever wanted. But it's, it's all the worst he's ever thing. wanted. It's the worst thing. Can't you handle know? it. Getting yeah. it. He is absolutely Uh-oh. getting it right now. Don't pull over. That's just uh, an <laughs> uh, ambulance running by. Yeah. We say that every time on our show. Y'all don't pull over. It's just an ambulance. Just an ambulance. Well, that was a good You know, I feel your pain, though. I feel your pain because seriously, when Making a Murderer came out, I live really close to Stephen Averyville. Oh, making a murder yeah. on Netflix. So, like, everyone from Wisconsin was just dying of shame when that documentary came out because everyone interviewed 
has like three brain cells, you know, his whole family, yeah. everyone in the town. And it's like, oh, Lord. And they're all like, oh, you know, hey, Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. It was the worst <laughs> Wisconsin accents. They were. They were really bad. For real. Oh, I love when they do the phone calls from prison. Oh, oh, oh calls from prison. Okay. They go, all right. Yep. Yeah. Dylan stays strong. Yep. Dylan stays strong. I'm going to look up that word when I get off the phone. Yeah. Um. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Oh, Lord, let's just get this over with. Maybe Sunrise Surprise? Oh, that one's pretty. No, it's got lilies. God, Jaybird lilies are for funerals, you know that. Poodle, what are you doing? By the height of your hair, I can tell you're stressed. Stress doesn't even begin to cover it, Maddie. We're about to go on tour again, so I've got to get the perfect flower arrangement picked out for Mother Poodle for her upcoming birthday. I don't know if you're aware, but she's a little choosy when it comes to flowers. I was once berated for sending a bouquet that was too pink and not enough purple. And don't even get her started on baby's breath. Cool. Whoa. Well, maybe instead of flowers this year, you could get her an original song from Songfinch. Songfinch! Yes, our Canadian fans love the song we had written for them. And a Songfinch original song won't arrive with a bunch of half-dead flowers and weeds. Cool. Sissies, are you trying to find the perfect gift for someone special in your life but feeling overwhelmed? Finding a truly unique gift that they'll actually love can be challenging and frustrating. That's why we're so excited we discovered Songfinch. It's such an amazing, thoughtful gift, and it's easy and fun to make. That's right. Songfinch lets you create an original radio-quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. They also have unique add-ons that make the gift even more special, like a vinyl record of your song or a -a one-of-a-kind piece of art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. And y'all, we were absolutely blown away by our Songfinch song. They had all of our inside jokes in it, and our sissies loved it. It really summed up everything we wanted to say to our fans for helping us get to where we are today. Whether your song is for Father's Day, an upcoming graduation, wedding, or an anniversary, or even a mother poodle birthday gift, or just a gift to show your loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in one of Songfinch's top artists. Don't waste another dollar on more stuff. Get a radio-quality original song that's totally unique to your relationship. It only takes four to seven days, but the song will last forever. 
And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gift it to can listen to it anytime, anywhere. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, it's probably... Um Aaron, I love you so much, so much. <gasps> we should probably talk about our favorite people. Y'all, we're going to jump into talk about 90 days. What now? We're going to talk about some, what pre- now? What now? some predictions and what we're excited about for, for the new season, the new spinoff of 90 Day Fiance, which if you don't fucking know, comes out April 20th, 420, y'all, uh, on a Monday night. So we're going to have, during this quarantine, y'all, we're going to have Double, double. I can't speak Spanish. Come and say, say double. Oh, dose. Um, <laughs> we're gonna have yeah. dose. We're gonna have dose. Naughty day fiancés. <laughs> Sorry, Erin um, is leveled now. She can't even speak. But what what are y'all excited about for this new season? Well, before Erin goes on a twenty minute diatribe about her boyfriend Zid. Um, I am very excited about the Ronald Tiffany situation because, as we know in real time, they are not together. And who knows, what did Ronald do? That's the question. That's the question. What did Ronald do? Now, so I I love Ronald, my boy. My boy? My boy. My boy, lock the car because someone will murder you at this stoplight, my boy. Don't worry, my boy. We're going to live behind this barbed wire, my boy. My boy, do you know what sex trafficking is? Do you know what anal rape is, my boy? <laughs> Do you like the Yeah. Why does Ronald always come off like he's just gotten out of prison like three months ago? Everything is really hardcore with him. It's kind uh, of sexy. I, I, he wants you to I knew you were gonna say that. It's kind of sexy. Like we've gotta do it in the alley because it's dangerous. And even more it. pressing, will Tiffany cover her shoulders? <laughs> no, sad. she likes a cutout. Cut Yes. She loves a cutout. <laughs> Angela and Tiffany are sisters yeah. from another sister. Ooh. When it comes to that, they both love a cutout. They do. Love a shoulder cutout. Because when you're a lady of a certain age, which Tiffany is not, you're trying to cover the upper the upper sun damage part and just put out the shoulder that maybe didn't get the sun damage. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we're, here to, we're here to tell you those stories were invented for ladies like us. Yes. Because, yeah, you're like, what can I show these days? It's down to my shoulder. I can, all I got left is a fucking shoulder. That's all. I got the back, of the, the back of the neck hasn't I seen a lot of neck. I need a back neck. I can show this. So, yeah, I don't like a good clavicle. 
I don't know what we're going to see with Jesse. Uh, when I told Aaron Jesse's going to be on there with somebody, she said Jesse and his hand, which was pretty rude. Um, <laughs> but who who's going to date Jesse? Those ladies in the uh, nursing home? I don't know. I, I it's going to be someone who he'll try to control, and he'll have stupid little fights with. Uh, he's a terrible, terrible human being. And uh, and probably one of the nastiest manipulators I've ever seen on television. He's a gas. That Dixie Chick song could be about gas him. Liar. He's a gas oh yeah, that could be written for him. Absolutely. And don't you don't you guys think Tom is kind of in the Jesse camp though with that behavior? Okay. I mean, Darcy is the perfect victim for all she of it, but Tom it, Tom is like Jesse Light to me. No, wrong. Yes, I hate Tom. <laughs> How dare you? I, I, go ahead, Poodle. You take. You take. I it. have. I have stronger feelings. Of, I think Tom is. If you've ever heard the phrase dilettante, Tom w- goes through this world with trying little things at a time, and Tom is doing is dating Darcy and this show, just trying to get his brand together. I think he has less intention to hurt Darcy. Um, I don't think he really was ever in love with her. Um, although, but I don't think he's as insidious as Jesse is. Jesse just wants to fuck with people's brains. True. But, um, I like Tom, but only as far as I would trust him. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. That's, that's kind of where I am with Tom. He looks good this season, though. He, he looks, looks amazing. Really he looks so Monday. good. He looks really You know what's good. interesting about Tom is that when he takes off that suit, he's all tatted up underneath like a bad boy. Mm-hmm. I like it. He's cute. Ooh, someone's got a crush. I, I love him. She's got a big crush. But, no, uh, no, 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 no. We got to talk about speaking of crushes, the real crush. Yeah. Real, you know, real, I, I love Rebecca. And not a lot of people do, but like I love, I love too. Rebecca. I love everything about her. So I'm excited Great. to see them. But Aaron, I'm just going to say go, and you just do what you do when it comes to Zia. Okay. Go. Ed I'm, is water, my man. Take a water break. Take a water break. Take a pee break. You can take a number two. You can go in the bucket. You can do what you need to do. Zied is my man, and here's why. I could not wrap my head around the attraction to him at the beginning. I was like, because people were like, oh, he's kind of hot. And I'm like, he's disgusting. He looks like a fat Rasputin. <laughs> I yeah. said he was hot. I was like, mm. he looks like he needs to be like whispering in the king's ear. And he, I didn't get it. And then I fell in love with him out of nowhere. I mean, and I fell hard, you guys, hard. Like I was oh, superimposing my face on Rebecca's face. I was like, how do I get the t-shirt with my face on Zied's body? Like with a whole different face than my face too, just like Rebecca does. Yeah. <laughs> and he Something good about now. him seems so pure. And I'm not yeah. even joking. I'm not even I being agree. funny about that. Something about him was so pure. And I was like, he's like the most real dude that's been on this show possibly in six seasons. He's very childlike. Very yeah. childlike. Yeah. And and I think, too, uh, the other side of this is when they do move in and she says, Zied, you have to start mowing the lawn. He goes, me no want to. <laughs> then we get good television where it'll be like they're honeymooners and he has to learn how to become a husband. That'll be interesting. That will be amazing. I also want to see him use his newly earned HVAC certificate and go yeah. around people's furnaces. And I'm going to bust mine as soon as he gets in this area. I'm going to take a hammer to that furnace to get Zied over here. Yeah. He actually got that certification. I'm like, that's what he's going to do. He's going to go to people's houses and be like, hello, I'm here too. 
works so much work. Yeah, I was impressed he got that because my father is uh, been a Pretty plumber good. for thirty years, a plumbing contractor. So he's got all that. That's not necessarily easy to get all that type of certification. So I was impressed. No. Yeah, it's hard and um, just went to um, a rising senior night before we were all quarantined for my a rising senior for high school. And they were like, look, here's the thing. Your kid may not be on the college track or your may kid want to take a gap year. I'm like, what am I, Prince Harry? No gap year. But they're <laughs> saying, you know, the, the, the things that pay the most are you could go to coding school for six weeks and be making tons more money than anybody else that went to college or you could literally become, they're like, that's one of the top three things, HVAC makes mm-hmm. the most money. HVAC, plumbing, so things like this. So much money. So much money. So My he's father gonna, has <laughs> never been affected by that, a recession, ever. Of course. No, ever. never. I, so, but haven't you guys heard that what? HVAC is the number one trade taught in prisons? Really? No. Oh, wow. Oh, I wish I had yep. an air conditioner to bust. It's, I'm telling <laughs> you, it's a love. A- okay, let's talk love after lockup. Do you guys watch that? We're going to start the new okay. season because we will. We, we're going to start that new season when that, it comes in the summer. That's going to okay. Go on so our the Patreon, guy who yeah. was just on this season—that's also Sharp Entertainment. That's yeah. a Matt Sharp baby, yeah. but sold to WeTV, which is you know one rung lower than the Learning Channel. <laughs> so uh, we were just it, looking it, at WeTV today because I think we're going to do. We do an episode each month called "By Curious." Uh, where we do just one episode of whatever the fuck we want to do on our Gatreon. I and love that. I think we're going to uh, be, what's that show called again, Poodle? It's called Extreme Love. Nope. Um, oh, it's Don't not- do it. It looks no, so you guys, will, you guys will have a ball. You'll have a ball doing it. it You'll like so it, but no. Up. <laughs> no, we're just going to do, do one episode. One we episode. can't yeah. do all of it. I mean, it's better than like the foot fucking doctor or whatever. Oh, no, LC no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, no. So, oh, love after lockup though. Jean, that she can't. The woman who is dating this guy can't pronounce his name. His name's John. Jean oh, came out of prison and went straight into people's homes to start fixing their furnaces. <gasps> and I was like, <laughs> what about the convicted pedophile? That, the convicted pedophile that lives two doors down from me has his giant Mister Handyman truck in front of his house. He is convicted. <gasps> You can type him in, search him up, and he shows up two doors down for me, and he drives up in his Mr. Handyman truck. Here I am. Where are your small children? I'm coming to fix your basement. It's terrible. <laughs> you guys, you can leave Mary them alone with me. It's fine. Mary <laughs> convicted pedophile neighbor literally drives a white van. I mean, it cannot get any crazier than that. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, we're self-distancing. Stay over there. Stay over there. <laughs> At least it's on brand. At least it's on brand. It is. Oh, on brand. Completely on brand. Also, Zied, he's gotten a glow up recently to get back to my man Zied, since we don't want to lose that thread. Uh, And I am not necessarily on board with it. I mean, his hair is cut. He's lost a few pounds. I like the chunky, greasy-haired Zied. That's the one I came to know and love. That's the one I fell in love with. That's the one I superimposed my picture with. Who who smells like pure tobacco. Oh, totally. Pure tobacco. (laughs) Or like like fluorescent colors he yes. loved like the bright blues and the sweaters that were barely holding him in yeah he loves yeah. primary color he loves a cookie mm-hmm. monster sweater or like a oh. big bird sweater it's more and like then, a poo bear because the stomach is almost yeah. just coming out on the yeah. bottom and he yeah. loves rebecca when she's in that little like holly hobby get up or whatever that so she was in to cover her tattoos so much sexy. oh love he can't wait to see TV. him on time Yes, he's great. There's also uh, Corey and Evelyn are back. Who cares? Corey, 
the stupidest person in America. <laughs> yeah. Is he though? We have so many more 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 stupider That's people. That's true. That's true. Yeah. He's, just, he's yeah. just very gullible. He's just very uh and there's a big there's a big it's interesting. Most men I find who watch the show really despise Evelyn. Uh, because they they see her as a cheater, and most women say Corey knew what he was getting into. <laughs> Evelyn's just doing her thing. Mm, I would I argue think he that quite knew that. I don't, no. think I don't either. either. Well, my assessment of him is that he grew up on a cult, basically. I mean, he grew up on that fucking crazy compound with his family, not really mm-hmm. knowing any girls. Evelyn yeah. is like the hottest, most exotic thing to him. He's a cult kid. When I look yeah. at him, I see a cult kid. He like, grew up yeah. on that murder he, farm. He doesn't yeah. know better in a lot of ways. Like he yeah. doesn't pick up on nuances. It's uh, it's real fucked up. And she's probably <laughs> got a magic pussy, as we say on our oh, yeah. on our show. Oh yeah, <laughs> but there is I, think, magical... I think she just has one. Is all that's required. <laughs> He's like, I'll sell my car. I'll fly to you. I'll marry I'll you. I'll buy you I'll a get bar. a shot. I'll get a shot. Like a remember deck. him getting a shot? You guys, he got oh, shots. That's, mm. that's why people need to go out there and get that D when you're young. Because when you know better, you hoe better. <laughs> exactly. Y'all, and when, and when basically when he went down there, every man he met who was her friend, she'd fucked. <laughs> yeah. And it's like there's so many red flags. Please yep. someone talk to him about this. Well, I don't get it either. Like, Evelyn is Mary, and there's something about Mary. I mean, every guy wants yeah. her. Every guy's, like, bashing Corey's. He walks on the beach. He doesn't know how to speak Spanish. They're all calling him the wrong name. I'm like, what is happening that Evelyn is the hot commodity here? Like, let me move to that town, please. <laughs> well, Laura of Laura and Aladdin also moved to that town and got her some guys for a while. Oh. And now she's on this new show. I'm like, why do we have to look at them, talk to each other through a phone and sweat? Like, I don't, I don't need to see them. She's oh. enjoying guys- her five minutes. She's enjoying her time. Yeah, she's she like is. on. She's on a Lisa level of gross. No, yeah. no uh, one's no one's on a Lisa level. <laughs> no one is going to raw dog that man like the American Gouda that I'm gonna give him. He's gonna love this flesh on flesh that he's never ever had. No, I can't do it. <laughs> Like, have you heard the song? Have you heard the song? <laughs> Did you hear well, the song he really made in Garage is. Band? It's amazing. She really oh. is. I've never seen anyone on television who has who has creeped me out so much. Everything yes. about her. It's a lot. She's straight out of York, Pennsylvania, and I say that because I grew up right next to York, Pennsylvania. Home of the band Live home of the band Live, who created a song called Shit Town about their hometown of York, Pennsylvania. (laughs) It is so... When I look at her, and again, these are my people. So I look at her, I'm like, yeah, she's from York. She's from York. I mean, she is like hardcore. I I think you guys refer to it as Pennsylvania. That's exactly what we call it. That's exact. It is like there's cities and then there's Pennsylvania. And you're like, am I in the deep south? No, I'm in Pennsylvania. Like, I'm north of the Mason-Dixon line. What's happening to me? But... There are rednecks uh, everywhere. everywhere. Rednecks everywhere. Right. As you say, it's something different between country and what is it? Me? You could be no, southern no. or you could be country. That's southern or country. Yeah. 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 So we, we talk about that too. 
Lisa's ancillary characters are who I'm interested in. Like who she was bringing forth in the initial scenes. I was like, I live for this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like the girl with a lot, the, the huge tattoo of Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her arm. Or the guy who, who had like a bald faux hawk. Rocky. I was like Rocky. Rocky. His name was Rocky. Yeah. Amazing. We, I, we all know a Rocky in the South. Amazing. My dad's Let second wife good. had a cousin named Rocky. He's dead now. Four wheeler accident. My dad's second wife had a cousin named Rocky. <laughs> All right, I got it. Well, I got it. Very, very pain. We always talk about southern stories. Always kind of start out nice, but they always end sad. <laughs> There's never a nice way. It That's usually true. ends with, and you won't believe her. Uh, you know, you know, a uh, uh, little little girl down the road. Uh, you know, she was always so pretty. You won't believe this. She just had a baby who died. Everything. <laughs> it's like the saddest yeah. thing in the world. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yep. My, uh huh. Yep. Yep. I, I mean, I, so I, just, just chase Tom and call him with my mom a lot. I'll be like, well, what's the story there? And she'll be like, well, you won't believe this. You know, so-and-so. And then, you know, they had that wedding. And now 12 people have the coronavirus. <laughs> I'm like... Glad y'all probably thought it was fake down there in Trumpville. Not so fake right? now. Ooh, I love it. Um, uh, we clearly we switch can, over? Yeah, we clearly could talk to y'all forever. And you guys, we are going to keep talking to them. We are going to be jumping on. We're going to be on Pink Shade, correct? So, yeah. yeah. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. So, Who flamers going to Pink Shade? So if yeah. You, if you want to jump on that, uh, tell everybody, Aaron, uh, real quick, where everybody can. Well, if you just. Wherever you listen to podcasts, just look up Pink Shade, and that's where they'll find us. And I will put a link to Pink Shade and Pain with the Pod in the show notes. And y'all, reviews, merch, Patreon, Gatron, all that shit. Who cares? We're going to continue the conversation, and we'll see you over on Pink Shade. Thanks again, ladies. Thank Thank you. you. fights are unavoidable but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale that's the reality for brothers prince william and prince harry they were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties wondry's podcast dis and tell is hosted by comedians sydney battle and matt bellisai Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.